Hello and welcome to Stick Together, Australia's only national radio show all about workers' rights and social justice. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Radio in Melbourne and broadcast to you around the country on Community Radio Network. I'm Dennis Rogatyuk. We have a jam-packed show for all of you today. In fact, it's so packed, we don't even have time for our usual intro. All I can say is that the program today will feature two union secretaries, two militant delegates, a Guardian columnist, and a priest. Uh, We'll start off with the latter. Uh, Last week was Anti-Poverty Week, and as usual, the National Union of Workers put up a great show and demonstration in support of casual and insecure workers right across Australia in what has commonly become known as the fluoro fightback. This year, the hot topic was the exploitation of immigrant farm workers. Among the speakers was the Larrikan priest, Father Bob Maguire. I'm here to ask the workers and the employers to overcome their differences and recognise their common interests. Is that alright? A new relationship needs to be formed because industrial disorder breeds social disorder. It's not our fault, is it? So what we need is community. We're going to build community. Whatever about de-radicalising, it's more important to socialise. And that's what we're doing here today, because you're meeting here with a cause. And a very powerful thing when people get together. So I'm saying from the Parish Without Borders, here's a little bit of our rules and regulations. We're not going home back on the life support. When you join the fellowship of all who have stood up as free individuals and said, we are of the company of those who seek the true and the right and live accordingly in our human world in the short time we each have. We see our duty to make and find something good for ourselves and our companions in the human predicament. So let's help one another therefore. Let's build the city together where the best future might inhabit and the true promise of humanity be realised at our last because there is no God but good and we the messengers. The Guardian columnist Van Batum also spoke at the event. In this country at the moment we have a new Prime Minister. <laughs> I don't think he knows a lot about what it's like to be in casual work. I don't think he knows a lot about what it's like to not know how you're going to pay the rent next week or when the boss is going to call you or what to do if you're a casual worker and God help you, you get sick. And the reason why I don't think he understands that is not because of the money that he has. It's because within seconds of becoming Prime Minister of this country, he began two attacks. One on minimum wage, one on penalty rates. What are we thinking about? Anyone who tells you that minimum wage or penalty rates, you know, um, causes unemployment is telling a lie. And they're telling a lie because they want to squeeze workers. Because what they know is in this country, workers have made us a rich country. Workers have increased productivity. The Australian worker works harder than ever, and yet their wages have not kept pace with productivity, and that's disgusting. Give it a boost. Gary Mass, the Victorian State Secretary of the National Union of Workers, also gave a rousing speech at the steps of the Southern Cross Station. Once upon a time, it used to be that capital, together with labour, meant jobs and prosperity for everyone. 
And this being the country of the fair go, it's what we expect and it's what we know. However, what's happened is that we have really bad CEOs of really big companies at the top end of the supply chain. This is where you go, boo. <laughs> who continually keep driving pressure down to those right at the bottom of the chain. And it is why we have to have an anti-poverty week. And it is why the NUW and other unions across this state and across the country must continue to organise and must continue to fight to win. Moving forward, our next story is straight out of Queensland, where one particular retail worker has been stirring up trouble for the SDA Coles cartel. Duncan Hart, a Coles employee, recently filed an appeal with Fair Work Australia against a deal that was reached between the union and company management. Under the new agreement, up to 50,000 Coles employees will be left without penalty rates in exchange for a higher hourly rate. This is prognosed to leave many of its workers worse off as a result. Joining us now is Duncan Hart, a longtime SDA activist in the workplace and for marriage equality, and also a member of Socialist Alternative. Uh, Duncan, welcome to Stick Together. Uh, thank you very much, Sam. I thought we could start with um, with your appeal to the Fair Work Commission about about the deal between uh, Coles and SDA. Uh, could you tell us a bit more? Yeah, no problem. Well, I hope that uh, many of your listeners would be aware of the Fair Work Commission's Better Off Overall Test, which means that agreements are signed between unions and employers or any other sort of collective, collective organisation and the bosses has to be better off overall than the um, award, which covers that industry. And my appeal is basically making the case that the Coles agreement that has been signed by the SDA and Coles is in fact worse than the award for large numbers of workers as it has erased penalty rates for night work, Saturday work and substantially reduced the penalty rates for Sundays. And, um, you know, as I'm sure people would appreciate, um, in retail, a lot of people do work night and weekends. And if, if the majority of your hours are those sort of times of day, then actually you're probably worse off under the Coles agreement than the award, which is pretty shameful. And uh, what do you feel like are the bigger remin- ramifications uh, of this deal, especially considering that um, Julie, our newly selected uh, Prime Minister has uh, made, you know, getting rid of p- uh, penalty rates as one of his, uh, m- uh, one of his uh, main uh, pledges or targets? Well, I definitely think it shows up the SDA um, officialdom as being very disinterested in, I suppose, uh, actually fighting against cuts to penalty rates. And it, it has very big implications for the SDA as an organisation because this type of uh, agreement that they've signed with Coles is replicated across every major retailer in Australia, whether that's Big W, David Jones, Woolworths. They've all got a similar situation where they've cut penalty rates in exchange for a slightly higher base rate of pay. And this means that, really, if this if this agreement is challenged successfully, and you know even if the Fair Work Commission just says there's at least some merits to what our argument is, which I would argue there's a lot of merits, like talking about between one-third and two-thirds of all workers being worse off, then this would really, I think, um, be a bit of a shake-up in the retail industry and really, I think, discredit the SDA as an organisation whose purpose is ostensibly to fight for workers' rights. How do you plan on moving forward uh, with your appeal? Is there also a worksite campaign that's also in the works? Well, I suppose that's the sort of thing which needs to happen. We're still waiting on the Fair Work Commissioners to come back and say whether or not 
permission to appeal has been granted. Um, so that's where we're at. It's gonna, we expect probably maybe a couple more weeks before we hear back from them. Um, but in the meantime, I do think it's very important that all SDA members um, try to, where possible, um, you know, raise this issue in their workplaces, get together with other members and cause a bit of a fuss amongst the uh, union itself about why it is that they've signed a deal, um, which we can demonstrate is mm-hmm. actually paying workers less um, on weekends and less at nights than the supposed um, base legal minimum, which is the award. And I think, you know, at the moment we haven't got a... There's nothing that I can point to as a, a national uh, sort of organisation that's pushing this at the moment. But in the meantime, there's a lot to be a lot to be done. And I think that, yeah, workers definitely need to, I suppose, uh, hold their union accountable for what they've done in this agreement. And uh, Duncan, you yourself has actually been involved. You've been part of the uh, SDA members for marriage equality. Uh, could you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, well, it's just uh, that's what I suppose one of the things that got me involved in uh, generally campaigning around the SDA and rights of members in the SDA is that yeah, the public announcements to the leadership of the SDA that they are against marriage equality and that they are intending to use the power that the SDA has within the Labor Party to um, campaign against marriage equality. Um, yeah, because the SDA is the largest union in Australia mm. on account of the fact that it has coverage in all these big major retailers if they've signed away penalty rates and such with. This means that they also have the biggest block of votes in the Labor Party to campaign against, uh, or campaign for whatever it is they want. And unfortunately, they seem to be intent on using it to pursue a socially conservative agenda. Um, and there's a lot to be said about why that is the case. But I think fundamentally, it's a reflection of um, the, yeah, the officials in the union um, coming from a conservative political tradition um, that's got nothing at all in common with the actual membership of the union, which are overwhelmingly young people, um, you know, the majority of which are w- women, mm-hmm. um, and who I'm absolutely 100% confident, despite the fact that the union's never asked the members of their opinion, that they would be in favour of marriage equality and many other um, progressive causes besides. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the organisation which I'm the convener of, the Members for Marriage Equality. And there is a Facebook page for that as well. So that's something that, that is a good way for for any SDA members who are listening to this program to keep in touch with the campaign around penalty rates as well and what's going on with that. All right, Duncan, well, um, thank you so much for joining us on Stick Together and we wish you best of luck. Thank you very much, Dennis. Stick, Stick together. together. Yeah. Stick together. 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 You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio. We're continuing our episode today. A couple of months ago, we brought you the story of Melbourne Liquor Distribution Centre and the Wildcat strike that paralysed the Woolworths warehouse there. Since the deal was reached between the union leadership and company management, the three most militant delegates who helped organise the strike now named MLDC3, have been harassed and intimidated for the part that they played. Joining us now is Marty, a member of the National Union of Workers and the MLDC3. Marty, welcome to Stick Together. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, now, Marty, uh, you and the other militant delegates helped to organize the Wildcat strike at the MLDC in August uh, this year. How did that come about uh, at the start? Yeah, that, that came about then... Um I've got to go back to 2014 when the end of our last EBA throughout the negotiations and one of the claims that the company had put through and that we rejected was the labour hire and casualisation. We clearly rejected that claim in 2014, July and then not even a year out, 2015, 
2015 July, the the DC manager um, told us that they're starting to um, to hire uh, casual labour hire out there, and they 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 said it was going to happen, and it was going to happen on the 24th of August that we were going to start to get staff. Uh, labour hire were going to be side by side with us here on our, our work site. That was good. It was bad, but it was good. It was good in the sense that um, it pissed a lot of people off. A lot of people were angry. A lot of people were, were who, who were at the negotiations in 2014 July. They had had enough, and and we used that. And me being a delegate on site, we used that to um, to get a lot of to get a lot of people angry. Use that to unite the the sites. Because over there on our site, being a big site, um, we've got 500 uh, work ma- uh, workers there, yes. and so they were going to introduce the other community of of labour hire that we 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 knew that it wasn't going to work, and it was going to create a lot more friction amongst the um, the the parties there or the workers there on our site currently. So so we went and started organising ourselves, started talking to the shifts. I'm from the afternoon shift uh, myself. And another comrade, we went in and started talking to the day shift and see how they felt about it. It was pretty unanimous. They they agreed with us. They agreed with what what was the anger the anger that was that was that was spoken there on the site. And it was quite quite clear that everyone from the four a.m. shift right through to our shift to eleven p.m. didn't want this. Didn't want this. And they started they started pointing the finger at us and said the union what is, what's the union doing about it? We um. Deflected that a little bit by 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 encouraging people to speak up, by encouraging the Dacious brothers and sisters to to start um, slowing down a little bit, by encouraging people to um, go and have quick chats at the um, at the office to you know and, and just to slow things things down. But uh, it just yeah, it was a little bit uncoordinated. And uh, before the deal uh, was reached between the company and the and the union, it really seemed like um, Woolworths was in trouble. Like there were well, oh, yeah, 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 there was, yeah, there was strikes and walkouts like all of of, of where uh, where was warehouses all over the state. So do you, yeah, f- do you do you feel like the NUW uh, could have done more to support the workers at MLDC? I wasn't surprised, mate. You know, I wasn't surprised what how the deal was struck was struck and what what happened there. I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I was saddened a lot that. Um, I was saddened that, that we had, you know, because we went up against, on the strike, we went up against Fair Work Commission. We told them, because they ordered us to go back to work, because this is unprotected. They ordered us to go back to work. Mm-hmm. We used that order as kindling on the day, on the Tuesday. They ordered us, Fair Work came up and ordered us to go back to work. You know, NUW organiser and all that in the hills there, they stood up and, 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 and promoted, promoted that we needed to stick together. They promoted that we needed to do and, and stand up against Woolworths. Unbeknown to us, because to, a lot of us in Express, unbeknown to us, we had these factions. We had the government that were up against us, mm. which is wrong. We had Woolworths that were attacking us and our wages and our conditions out there. And then we had this this, this quiet little little poking in the in the side there, which is NUW, which were quiet and silent. And 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 they, you know, mate, oh, we were on the ground. A lot of us were on the ground. We're in the cold. We're in the dirt. We're in the stinking. Uh, the stinking ground. They, they were just we're in the filth on the ground there. Um, we all we, we had no no com- no creature comforts here at all. You know? um, and a lot of us, myself included, and a lot of the, the other comrades, we stayed out there for the four days and four nights without mm. seeing our families. Mm. And then to have this have this latte sipping official come down and say to us, 
that we need to break this, this, this strike. We need to go back to work because the Fair Work have got this official order from, um, I believe, from the federal courts or somewhere to tell us to go back to work. And there'll be fines involved. And there'll be people who'll be losing their homes. So, so the, the, the Fair, and for me, yeah, that, that, that just broke my heart, mate. Now, we had a, we, we knew that it was going to be a slog and a struggle. And we we're preparing our people, the, the 300, 400 people who are out there, out there on their, um, in their driveway, holding up the trucks, holding up the, the staff going in, you know, holding up the, the, the Woolworths mm. and standing out there for some respect and dignity, standing up there for, to be listened to, standing up mm. there to be able to, to provide for the families. Mm. There was eight of us out there. Three of us were, were not prepared to go back. I was prepared yeah. to stay there for another week yeah, yeah. out there until we get what we went out there for, which was no labour mm-hmm. hire and no repercussions. Mm. No repercussions, yeah. And Marty, could you actually tell, uh, tell us a bit more about about, about the MLDC, three, the, the three guys that uh, were, were yeah. prepared to go away? What has it actually been like since the strike ended? Sure. The MLDC three, it's myself and two other comrades who were on that site for the four days and the four nights there. Uh, we're quite, we're quite uh, vocal. Um, we'd organised from from day one, of course, from August the 8th. We, you know, how do they put it? They described me and a few others as belligerent, yeah? We're, we're the belligerent members of, of MLDC. Mm. Um, we're, we're, we're the stirrers of MLDC. That's fine. I, I don't mind that label. But now... The meetings that we that they conduct the, the team talk since the strike. It's about unity. From you know, this is coming from Woolworths, mate. From Woolworths, mm. they said, "Oh, we want unity. We want things to, you know, we want things and people to get together and shake hands and move forward and and all of those those little words that they they use, move forward." Um, they gave us all gave us all a warning when we went in. We all got a um, a um, formal warning for six months, myself included, and the other comrades. We got a formal warning. And then um, uh, about a month after that, I get this official letter in the mail saying that I'm being investigated by the independent lawyer. They're their lawyers. They haven't had enough. They haven't had enough of me yet. They still want. They still want the the, the flesh off my back for for standing out there and being, like I said, belligerent, being militant, standing up against and 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 organising people on our sites who really they thought didn't have the balls to go out there and stand up against them. A big multinational company. Or, or the big multi-billion dollar company, sorry, to, to stand up against. And, and, and now that they've lost faith, they're after us. And they're after me and two other comrades. And I go back to, I'm going to go back to the support, the legal support that mm. we wanted. Uh, myself and, a, and another comrade, we were worried, mate. You know, we were worried. I, I, I've got a, I've got a family to feed. Mm, I've got, mm. you know, I've got bills to pay. I've got a, I've got a, a child at school. Absolutely. Uh, I've, I've got, I'm a dad. I'm a dad and I'm a husband. I'm a provider. Mm, I mm. can't do that if, if there's a, if there's an axe above my head ready to, ready to take me up at my, in my, uh, my job. But there's a lot more support amongst a handful of us on the floor. Um, we, um, and the next day or within a couple of hours, I, you know, we started getting phone calls from the lawyers and, and we started getting the support that we needed. Thank, yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you so much. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, tell, uh, telling the story of MLDC. Uh, Yeah, no worries. Thanks, brother. We're coming to our finishing points, and just to wrap up the show, we will look at the National Tertiary Education Union and its string of success across Victoria in the last several weeks. Joining us now is Colin Long, the Victorian Secretary of the National Tertiary Education Union. Uh, Colin, welcome to Stick the Air. Thanks very much. 
Okay. Now, uh, Colin, uh, we could, I think we could finally, s we could start off with some uh, good news for a change. And could you tell us a bit more about the uh, wage agreement that the NTU comrades at Swinburne were able to secure recently? Yeah, that, that was a long struggle where Swinburne had actually gone to a non-union agreement uh, and had stacked the role for those eligible to vote on the agreement with um, uh, people who had only worked for very short periods of time at Swinburne and were probably never going to work there again or even uh, we discovered one person who'd actually died but had oh, been no. given the vote. Um, we challenged that. We lost the vote, unfortunately, by a very small number of votes and we challenged the Fair Work Commission's decision to recognise the agreement and in the end, cut a long story short, the federal court said that yes, the process that Swinburne had used to get the, the agreement up, the voting process, was not right and sent it back to the Fair Work Commission. But it, before it went back to the Fair Work Commission, we called on Swinburne to just sit down at the table and negotiate an agreement. Initially, they threatened to cut wages by 6% mm -hmm. um, if we didn't manage, didn't come to an agreement by the end of the year. But, but some, they were hit by some form of common sense after a while and we managed to negotiate a new agreement which sees 3.1% uh, pay rises each year over the mm. life of the agreement and the reinstitution of important things that they had tried to cut out of the non-union agreement. So in the end we were very pleased with the outcome. Excellent, excellent. And uh, also uh, staying uh, on the subject of, of Swinburne, uh, also the uh, the union has been able to call out the management for well, basically union busting practices that it has yeah. employed at the Swinburne College. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I should just say that we, part of the solution, to the resolution for the, the uh, enterprise bargaining agreement, also we've got a good clause that should see the, the transformation of a lot of casual work into uh, ongoing work too, mm. so we're very mm. pleased with that. Um, yeah, in relation to the union busting, this has gone back, goes back a long way too, where a couple of years ago Swinburne tried to basically do something like a Patrick Stevedores, where they took a few they created a new company called Swinburne College Proprietary Limited. They put four people into this arrangement and then tried to do a sort of a greenfield EBA with them, which cut terms and conditions of employment drastically for those. And then they were intending to move all of the existing staff into that in the, on the new uh, terms and conditions. And that would have been a dramatic uh, cut in terms and conditions of employment. We discovered that and opposed the agreement in the Fair Work Commission. In the process of that, Swinburne withdrew the agreement, but in the process we discovered uh, documents that indicated that Swinburne was taking a undergoing a process deliberately to undermine the union, to cut out the union and to deliberately discriminate against people on the basis of their union membership. So when we heard that that is what is known as adverse action, so we went to the federal court claiming that the university was threatening adverse action against staff. It didn't go to a full trial in the end. Swinburne decided Settle. And uh, a week or so ago, the federal court confirmed, they confirmed our settlement with Swinburne and um, issued a penalty. And the penalty will go, unfortunately, doesn't go to the union, it goes into the state government coffers. But uh, Swinburne had agreed to, earlier in this, as part of the settlement, to wind up the Swinburne Proprietary Limited sort of Phoenix company. Yes. Uh, and to pay the union's costs and to admit that they had threatened adverse action. Okay. So yeah. that was that was another very good outcome. Excellent, excellent. 
Now, um, moving on to uh, one of the other Victorian universities, uh, over in over in Altrop, there's also been um, the NTU has also been waging a campaign to uphold one of the key clauses in the EBA agreement, that one for job security. And Latrobe yeah. has definitely seen its its fair share of you know staff uh, cutbacks and casualization yeah. in the last few, couple of years. Yeah, so that w- last year Swinburne moved to get rid of about 350 jobs. We managed to cut that down to, I think, a bit under 200. But we still said that they there's a clause in the agreement that says that forced redundancy should only be used as a last resort. Um, and we say we said that they didn't do that. We uh, and they went in some instances. They went to forced redundancies, forced redundancies as a first resort. The first hearing we got in the federal court found against us. We weren't very satisfied with that, so we went to a full bench appeal. And um, only a couple of weeks ago, again, that that full bench appeal came down, agreeing with us that our clause says that the employer must use forced redundancies only as a last resort. They have to explore all sorts of other options like uh, voluntary departures and mm-hmm. redeployment, all of that sort of thing before they uh, go to forced redundancies. That won't probably won't save the jobs of people who have already gone, but you can imagine we have agreement clauses like this in many agreements, so you can imagine this is of substantial importance to us in opposing forced redundancies in the future mm-hmm. and uh, defending the job security of members throughout the sector in future mm, mm, yeah. so it was a good it was a good result for us yeah absolutely and uh, speaking speaking of uh, more more good results on, on news uh, Lillardale campus seems to be reopening so that should be that should be um that should, that should give a, a bit of a, a jobs boost as well there yes we're very pleased about that because that's another one that we fought some years ago when Lillardale, when Swinburne closed Lillardale campus, yep. we prosecuted Swinburne for failure to consult over that and we won that case and that included uh, $30,000 of penalties which we gave to um, women's refuges in the, uh, in the uh, outer eastern suburbs. So that was a good win for us there too and uh, ever since then we've fought very hard to, we fought very hard to save Swinburne Lillardale we weren't able to save the campus initially, and then we fought very hard for it to reopen, including campaigning for its reopening in the last state election. So we're very pleased that state government has announced that New Venture will be opening there, and it seems to be, as I recall, a mixture of Deakin, uh, William Angles Institute and Box Hill Institute, mm. I think. So it looks like, to us, a mixture of um, TAFE and higher education provision. So I think that's a great outcome for the people of the outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne who... Um, really don't have great access to tertiary education facilities. And, you know, the closure of the campus had been a substantial uh, letdown for the people out there. So we're very pleased that the government has honoured a promise to do something about it and they're opening it. Mm, Absolutely, absolutely, Colin. So, Colin, thank you so much for joining us on Stick Together and updating us about the news uh, tertiary education uh, frontline. No problem. Thanks for your interest. Well, this brings us to the end of our show today. My name is Dennis Rogachuk, and I'd like to once again thank all of our guests today. Father Bob, Van, Tim, Duncan, Marty, and Colin. We've had a ripper of a show. Don't forget the Speak Out for Palestine this Friday, October 23rd at 5.30pm at the State Library. I'd like to once again thank the Community Broadcasting Federation for its financial support of the program. Thank you for listening to today's episode and we hope you tune in same time next week.